We are live. Episode five of Do the Move. My name's Chad. We got Rich, George, Bobby, Brian, and Mr. J Dog himself, Joey. Um, pretty big episode today, I guess. Uh, SummerSlam review. We had Ric Flair's final match over the weekend as well. Uh, we're gonna quickly browse through Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage from last week since we have some extra space to fill. And then we've got our Chef's Kiss and Bone to Pick segments as well. So, gentlemen, who would like to kick off the SummerSlam review? All right. Uh, so, SummerSlam, it was this past Saturday. It was at in Nashville, Tennessee, in the Nissan Stadium. And we had a huge card. So, we're just going to go by um, match by match. So, let's get it started, shall we? So, the first match of the night was Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch uh, for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, who wants to take it away? Brian. So, this was a really, really fun match. I really enjoy a lot of Bianca and Becky matches, um, whether it be just a singles match or a, a triple threat. Uh, they seem to deliver on pretty much every match that they go with. This one in particular, no other exception. You know, it's another solid match in the series. Um, they work well. They gel well together, whether it's, you know, the counters, the transitions. Every single thing in this was great. Um, I had no doubts that Bianca would retain. Um, I mean, it was just just a really good match. I really like the uh, the KOD at the very end of the match. It kind of just signifies that like final chapter in the rivalry, which hopefully, hopefully we move away from Becky Lynch being in the title scene and we move on to somebody else. Well, I can add to that point. Uh, Becky got hurt during that match. Uh, I believe it's a separated shoulder. This is diagnosed. That's right. And they had a little right. uh, segment on, on Raw yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Can't confirm. Because she was attacked by a returning Bailey, And that right there, guys, I feel like that might have overshadowed the match. The match was still good. But the return of Bailey, and even the return of Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, now known as Io Sky uh really just i feel like set the bar even higher for the women's division in wwe in general um i know a lot of people were upset when dakota first left uh or got released and they thought you know she would have been a great fit on the main roster turns out she still is i mean she's in this group with bailey now and eo so i can't wait to see where they go from here and it looks like they may be pushing them in the title picture already did you mention the name change as well was I sure very, did. Okay, I've, there was Yo a very, Sky. very interesting uh, change. It's not much, but it's still it enough isn't. to throw you off. I'm still um, a fan of it, though. The reason being is because her nickname in NXT was the Genius of the Sky. Uh, so it's not too far off from Shirai, her last name, Shirai Sky. The differences between spelling EO, I feel like that's just for um, the – American audience really just to get a grasp on how to pronounce that because IO doesn't really appear too much in our language. I'd say, you know, that that name doesn't really appear in our language that well. So 
I feel like it's more for pronunciation languages or pronunciation purposes rather. One thing I'll add is that Joey. quite honestly, the psychology in this match was top notch. Um, the moves that were being applied by Becky to get the arm weak, the offense and the psychology in this match was top notch. And I'd like to think that this is the first of many changes that we could talk about later, but involving Triple H and psychology. I don't think any of their matches previously, while, as Brian said, have been consistently good, they've gelled solidly. I don't think they've had this level of psychology. And I would say that this was match of the night for me as far as just the overall package. It never did the uh, my infamous jump the shark moment. Perfect length, good psychology. And it was a nice end and a reason for Becky to change her character because she's lost several times with this character since uh, Bianca originally beat her. Great match, though. I will agree with Joey uh, on the match. The psychology was perfect. Uh, everything made sense. Um, and then with Bailey coming back in the end, bringing back Dakota Kai, EO, EO Sky, I know I want to say Shirai, uh, just awesome. The KOD at the end was just phenomenal. Um, everything made sense. Um, phenomenal match. All right, we're going to go to the singles match, which brings in social media mogul Logan Paul and The Miz with. Um, his wife and Champa. Uh, so thoughts on this? So I'll, I'll tell you this. I have nothing positive to say about Logan Paul at all. <laughs> like this is the worst person to bring in to WWE because this guy has had nothing but handouts his whole entire life. And yet he's getting another one with a WWE deal. Um, my only thoughts on this match were wrong winner obviously and um it's good to see that aj had a part in this as well too um whether it be intentional or not that he helped out logan paul um i really enjoyed how he is continuing this feud with miz and champa whether it be to spite miz uh basically take away one of miz's advantages because i mean he had his wife at ringside he had champa at ringside and I'd say arguably he had a good majority of the crowd behind him in this match going into it. But, you know, those, those are just my thoughts on that. Joey. I said in the chat, uh, might've been yesterday or the day before, fans and people in the call, th this is one of the few things that I think Brian and I will, will ever agree about, which is quite humorous, sort of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend scenario. But I will say this in terms of something positive about Logan Paul. The guy, in terms of like in-ring and moves, he's looked smooth and natural in two-for-two two matches. Now, again, that's two-for-two. Two. They might have been highly choreographed. I don't know. But hat tip to whoever has been training this guy consistently. I don't think he's in like a specific class at the PC. It might just be like a more one-on-one -on -one thing or wherever the heck he's based. Maybe LA, I assume now. Um, but I, yeah, I agree as far as wrong winner. I don't get it when Miz is going to be there on Monday and in a U.S. title contender or like qualifying match, even though he lost to a YouTuber. It just doesn't make sense to me when Miz is the guy there on Monday. Why does he lose on Saturday to somebody that is not going to be here for who knows when he said in his video. So Paul's solid, but he needs to be a heel. 
Not only that, Joey, but Miz is the only two-time Grand Slam champion in WWE. Why would you have that guy with such credibility lose to a YouTuber? I think Miz is somebody, though, that quite honestly can lose. I get Miz is a two-time, the only two-time Grand Slam champion or whatever his accolades are, but I've never really viewed Miz as a top guy. If you all do, feel free to shoot me down, but Miz has done well with these celebrities. He did great with Bad Bunny last year. He's worked with people before. I If, if this was a, a guy that's been on a losing streak as well, as Seth Rollins losing to Logan Paul, I would agree with you. But I think Miz kind of fits this role okay. I, don't, I didn't want him to lose, but it's not as egregious to me as it sounds like it is to you. Go ahead, Chad. Uh, I will kind of piggyback on Miz being the right person for that because they have been pushing him and – uh, the TV show with his wife, obviously, which is quite entertaining at times. I will not lie. I don't watch it all the time, but um, if you're going to push like a superstar, you know, when it comes to that, I guess pairing uh, Logan Paul with him is uh, a good move. Um, I don't like the guy either, but he did a pretty damn good job. Um, I think most of the celebrities that have, that have come in as of late have done pretty solid, but it looked Pretty solid from him. I was surprised. I would say there's probably a few people in the back that should be worried because he he's done from the little that I saw in the match. I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I was in Indianapolis and fell asleep, honestly, while trying to watch some of the pay-per-view. But um, he was very consistent. No hesitation. It just looked natural to him. And he's a natural athlete. I'll give him that. His brother boxing, too. You know, I, I can't uh, take that away from him, you know, outside of all the probably bad shit he's done and stupid things he says all the time, but um, I thought he did good. Um, yeah. Miz eating another loss. I feel that um, kind of gives me some Dolph Ziggler vibes in a sense, but um, just, it was solid. I, I don't, I don't know what else they could do with it. Um, obviously he just had that video announcement yesterday on raw that he's signing a multi-year deal, multi-event. So like Joey said, probably some sort of part-time thing. Um, we'll see what they do with it, and hopefully it works out. Um, they actually just had Triple H on Logan's podcast, so I was going to think about listening to that. I know there was a, a small clip at the end because it was on Instagram. So he slid through in the last video. He's like, at first when I heard Logan Paul was going to sign with WWE, I said, who the fuck was that? Like Triple H had no idea who this guy was. So the fact that uh, – he was even in a match at SummerSlam, you know, with someone as big as Triple H not knowing who he was to begin with is, I guess, says a lot about uh, the personality he is, whether it's bad or good. So, yeah. So as far as the Logan Paul situation is concerned, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not a fan of him as a person, and, you know, which I'll, you know, I know most of the group is kind of on board with that, situ- you know, sentiment. Um, I didn't really see his in-ring stuff. I didn't watch SummerSlam. Uh, but as far as his booking goes, as far as why he's being billed as a face as, as opposed to a heel, I think WWE is taking the opportunity to sort of, you know, so- soften his image a little bit. That might be an agreement between him and WWE, because um, obviously he has got a lot of bad press in recent times. Um I won't mention, you know, what happened because I don't want to give him any more attention than he than he already has. Um, as far as why, you know, the Miz is doing it, Miz is probably the only guy who could get this guy over. 
Um, cause against anybody else, the fans would just be calling for blood. Um, and you know, it's it, it for what it is. I don't think he'll be a major point going forward. I think he'll just be, you know, he'll come in, he'll do a couple little things. Um, you know, he, he'll, he'll be like Brock Lesnar. He'll come around every couple of months, do something, and then just kind of go away for a while. And that'll be about it. I wouldn't expect him to be involved in any major title runs or any, you know, you know, high profile feuds moving forward. Uh, last, last thing about this. He's a jerk, but he can wrestle. Um, wrong guy won, but yeah, I mean, he, he, even, even my, my significant other, she was like, yeah, I don't like the guy, but he can actually wrestle. So, uh, moving, moving on to the, the next match, um, let's do uh, Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United States Championship. So this match was like really, uh, in all honesty, I'd say this match was probably the perfect example of what to do to make this super quick, but also make it look super convincing as well, because I feel like Lashley got great amount of offense in theory got his little bit of offense in but as far as the first title defense goes for bobby lashley's sake obviously he should have been the real he should have been the winner like there's no doubt about it that lashley walks away with the u.s title and not theory so i feel like theory played his part beautifully uh in taking so many bumps and the the finish of the match I really enjoyed too because that transition into the hurt lock, ooh, give me more of those transitions into the hurt lock, please. Because Bobby Lashley is that kind of guy who can give you like uh, any type of transition into the hurt lock. He can get that pretty much out of nowhere. Uh, pardon the phrasing, but you know it's one of those things where that move can basically get you at any time. Moving on, there's a no disqualification tag team match between the Mysterios, featuring Rey Mysterio Jr. and Dominic Mysterio, versus the Judgment Day with Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley on their side. Thoughts on this match? Fast forward through this match real quick, and then I'll give you an opinion. I did catch some of it before I kind of dozed off, and, you know, classic Rey going on. Can't go, can't, can't go wrong G- with that. Yeah. Uh, let's do George and then Bob. So again, like I said, I never, wa- I didn't watch SummerSlam. I really didn't have any attention to, but um, I did pick, I did make picks on this uh, event and this was the only match I got wrong. Um, Cause I had actually picked uh judgment day to win this match. I was a little surprised that they went with whatever direction they decided to. Um, Cause I know they've been hinting Dominic Mysterio's heel turn. And I'm kind of hoping it happens sooner than later. Um, at this point, he needs to be away from his dad and put into a faction that could actually protect him in a sense that they, you know, multi-man tag matches to protect his, you know, how green he is in the ring and, to, you know, help him look like a star and maybe guide him a little bit better than he's, you know, than he's gotten. Cause the fact that he, you know, he's coming from a prominent wrestling family and then gets outshined by Logan Paul. I mean, come on, man. You got to get your shit together. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like st- sticking around his dad is doing him any favors. Um, so, yeah, very, I'm a little, again, a little surprised they went with this direction. Um, but maybe it's, hopefully, maybe it's going to lead to something more now that Triple H is in charge instead of Vince. All right, Bob. Um, yeah. Um, 
very disappointed here, guys. I, I, I hate how far the Judgment Day group has fallen. Um, if you guys remember, I enjoyed the heel turn with Finn Balor turning on Edge. And then ever since that, boom, their momentum has just fallen, fallen. So when I saw this match, I knew how it was going to end. Edge was going to come out because we all seen the big necks every week, the promos. It, it was Edge. He came out, speared Finn, right? I believe he speared Finn. And then Ray got the pin with the, the splash that he barely connected with. I was very disappointed. It's very predictable to me. Uh, it's very predictable. I do like your idea, George, uh, with maybe Dominic going with um, with the Judgment Day group. But again, that group is so dead and over to me. Uh, every time I see them, they're, they're just turn, turning off the television to me. All right. Um, let's do Chad, then Brian, to close this out. I was going to add to Bob's comment. Oh, hold on, my mic's wrong. There we go. Uh, I was going to add to Bob's comment about the edge comeback deal. And I would definitely like to see Dominic uh, go heel, preferably on NXT, preferably not on the main shows yet. He's just very green. Like, like I said, Logan Paul just totally overshadowed him. Um, so there's that. But edge came out with like this new brood, like entrance, right? Like all badass and shit. And then yesterday on raw, I know we're not reviewing raw, he came back out to Metalingus. So I'm really confused what the hell they're doing with him. Like, I, I know they're they're doing the dark, mysterious shit. And I know it was, like, too much for him, which is why they knocked him out of Judgment Day to begin with. But I'm just kind of confused that persona, you know, conflicting personality kind of thing. Unless that's what they're doing, which would be kind of cool. But, um, yeah, that's just one thing that bugged me post-SummerSlam. Closes out, Brian. So, yeah, I would agree with Chad there with uh, the switching of the themes. That was kind of a little odd, but I think that's going to be for, you know, either uh, maybe Edge can start a new faction to take on this new Judgment Day with Finn, Damian, and Rhea, or um, possibly maybe it's like a change in personality for Edge. Like the more psychotic he gets, uh, the darker he has to dive into that. Uh, almost like that brood persona. Cause that theme to me, it almost sounded like a new version of the broods theme thing. I will say about this match guys, I actually do enjoy uh, the Mysterios and judgment day going at it because think about it this way, guys, judgment day hasn't lost cleanly every time they haven't lost cleanly every time. It's always been, whether it be Ray Mysterio pulling an Eddie Guerrero, whether it be, um, you know, Rey Mysterio trying to pull an Eddie Guerrero again with a steel chair and then taking advantage of it, or Edge coming down to save the Mysterios during a no disqualification match. So Judgment Day, in my eyes, they still have momentum to be gained and everything like that. And I feel like they picked it back up on Raw when they were attacking the Mysterios um, after their match. Um, and of course, you know, Edge uh, comes out for the save. And, you know, I mean, I mean, I would agree with you guys that Dominic needs to be away from Ray as well, too. Uh, not to switch gears real quick there, but uh, I feel like he doesn't have to turn heel necessarily. He's got to be, you know, I feel like he's just, he's got to get away from his dad, but he can't, I, I don't see a heel turn in his future. I feel like he's one of those guys who can be more so a, an underdog with how inexperienced he is. He can, learn more experience possibly from somebody else maybe like an edge figure or somebody but um you know i i think 
yeah, I think that's just my overall thoughts on the matter, but I feel like, uh, I think in the chat, I see that George has some breaking news. So George, uh, you want to take that away? Uh, yes, we do have some, uh, breaking news out of NXT, uh, before we move ahead. Uh, we have a brand new NXT women's tag team champions. Um, Katana Chance and Caden Carter are your new NXT women's tag team champions. Nice. Yep. All right. So congratulations to them and, uh, hopefully they get the booking that they, uh, deserve. Awesome. Awesome news. I think Joey can come back because he was pissed that, uh, we have spoilers. Uh, but moving on with SummerSlam, uh, let's, let's move through this quickly. So we had next match, uh, with Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Uh, thoughts on this? I know the spoiler was Dan Housen uh, joining AEW. So. <laughs> no, Tony Khan bought NXT. NXT. I'm sorry, Dan Housen joining NXT. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Uh, yeah, Brian, go ahead, man. Oh, my God. So, you know, um, I think my favorite part of this match was McAfee just fucking with Corbin. Uh, I mean, Corbin didn't, didn't even finish his entrance, and yet you have a whole male choir singing bum-ass Corbin. As he's still making his way to the ring. Talk about mind games. I mean, if somebody gets the business, it's McAfee. And, you know, I know that it, it seems like with his new theme, they couldn't afford the white stripes, which, you know, hey, tough. But uh, I like it. I like McAfee. I actually thought Corbin was going to take this one based on how they were, you know, kind of building it up around uh, Corbin. But, you know, I... McAfee is too over with the crowd. I mean, it, Corbin can take a loss here and there, but you know, it's it's one of those things where McAfee is just so over with everybody. He's just too likable. Hey, Brian, I'm gonna add on to that. My chef kiss was gonna be the bum ass Corbin uh, choir chant before uh, before the match. So that was awesome. But we had such a loaded pack of wrestling. I was able to find something else. But I did enjoy that moment before the match started. Bum is Corbin. Loved it. It was more like bum is Corbin. <laughs> it was more like Ooh. that. That's something like a pipe down rich. Oh, no. Rich, you should join an acapella group in Canada, I swear. Oh, my gosh. You and the Canada thing. It's going to be the running joke. Anyways, seeing hey. none, Pat McAfee, happy Corbin. Yeah. Solid match. Pat McAfee can wrestle. Good stuff. All right, let's move on to the tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, where we had a special guest referee, uh, Tennessee's very own Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he uh, great? Yeah. Uh, so we had the tag team champions, the Usos with Jay and Jimmy versus the Street Profits uh, with Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Uh, thoughts on this match? Uh, Joey. I really enjoyed the edge that I've seen from <clears throat> Street Profits as of late. And even to allude to Raw a little bit, how, yes, playfully, but Montez snuck to get the match with Rollins rather than doing it fairly. I get it was a joke, haha, but these little seeds that they're planting for Montez either turning heel on Dawkins or going on his own to get more singles matches, I'm ready for it. My mind, my body, my soul has been ready for this for a long time. 
and he's been great in these matches too. Dawkins has improved, don't get me wrong. I'm not the biggest Dawkins fan, as Chad and Bob know from years ago. But <laughs> I just, I don't see anything in Dawkins as a singles guy. Maybe you could run another tag team, but each match, tag or singles, Ford is still proving and gaining more fans for this singles push that'll hopefully come. Take it away, Brian. So I, you know, I would actually kind of disagree with you there. I feel like both Street Profits have been proving themselves week after week after week. This match is just another example of that. I will say it wasn't as good as their Money in the Bank match. I mean, it was still a good tag team match overall, but let's give credit to both Tez and Dawkins because both these guys have been busting their asses. Like ever since the days of NXT, Dawkins cut weight. He's gotten better shape. Montez Ford putting on more muscle mass and showing how, you know, he can be a little bit more serious. As you alluded to, Joey, that edge that he's getting, he's getting a little bit more serious in the ring and focusing on uh, winning matches instead of having fun in the matches, which was, I feel like the main focus for the street profits for a while. So I really like this uh, serious bit that we're getting from the profits though, but you guys in your heel turns, man, stop it. Like people can go on their ways. They can be single stars. It could be like a new day thing where they're still together, but at the same time, you know, they respect each other's decisions to go. I gave it as an, hold up. I, I gave it as an option. But like I know, but see that they're planning of like, for instance, they were going to do rock, paper, scissors, and then right. uh, Ford just grabs the ref and goes. It's just seems well, yeah. I'm not I, saying I, he needs to turn heel. What I'm saying is he could do that or just go off and, and do single stuff. Fine. It doesn't have to be a heel turn, but it would be cool, but not needed. I think that's just Tez getting one up on his, bro- on his buddy there. So, uh, But overall, I mean, with this match, going back to it, uh, Jeff Jarrett, phenomenal referee work, by the way. I 100%. Was, uh, I was like very surprised, like how much he focused on this match. He called it right down the middle. Uh, I don't want to say consistent counts because I feel like as the match kind of got more exciting, he may have sped up the counts a little bit, but overall, he made the match about the match itself. Um, my only question, guys, is who, who ends the Usos' reign because they have been oh so dominant as the tag team champions that was uh that was one of the questions i was going to ask at my point uh honestly i was waiting for the uh joey comments to say that dawkins is a bum because that's what he used to say to me and bob uh he actually i actually offered to buy him an action figure and he said he would burn it if i bought it Oh, I still would burn it. um, He would still burn it. Um, I will say they have definitely improved a lot. Like you guys have mentioned physique wise, in-ring ability wise, you know, from the last couple of years, from the the brief stuff that I've watched, because I don't watch them all the time. I'll be honest. I don't watch a lot of WWE programming, but um, I did like what I I saw. I do now. Yeah, I'm giving it another (laughs) shot. We'll see. Uh, It's going to be a few months before I feel like I'm fully, you know, sold and into it again. But uh, from the little things I saw, Looks like it was good. I am still surprised the Usos have not lost those titles. I'm really interested to see who they are going to uh, uh, put against them to to beat them. I I don't really know much about uh, the tag team division right now. So it's like three of them. It's it's them, the Mysterios, um, Alpha Academy, um, Alpha Academy, the the Viking Raiders. Yeah, Viking Raiders. Street Profits, uh, the Mysterios. That's it. I mean, 
you got well, your makeshift. I mean, still have Jinder and Shanky, though, you not? I don't have my hopes for, for any of those groups, I'm going to be honest with you. It's going to be like, it's, it's going to be a makeshift tag team that's going to yeah. be like with like two babyface single stars that come together and it's going to be a brief reign. So it might be Damn. like Drew McIntyre and I don't know. We'll see if Sheamus turns face. And they come together and they make. Oh like, yeah, I forgot about that. All the yeah, brawling brutes. Yeah, we can't forget about them. Yeah, so something like that I, in the future. But hey, that's that's the future. But I don't see them losing until WrestleMania. That's what I was gonna say. Like, do they just book them to lose like a, you know a couple of weeks before WrestleMania, and that's when things start imploding for uh, for Roman and all them? Like, I'd say I'd say maybe Royal Rumble. Yeah, even that. No, I'd say start the decline at the Royal Rumble when you're on the road to WrestleMania, you know? Yeah. So that way the wheels can start to fall off a little bit as, you know, Roman kind of struggles to keep the power within the bloodline because the Usos would lose their titles to somebody. And then and the like, lot comes. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, well, look at us fantasy booking. But uh, let, let's move <laughs> forward in this, uh, this SummerSlam. We're, all, we're almost done. Yeah, because we actually, uh, before we got to the next match, there was actually a surprise segment between yeah. Riddle and Rollins. And yeah. personally, I loved it. What did you guys think about it? It was cute. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> really? Oh, I mean, man. it was cute. It was cute. It was cute. Like, okay, Riddle's like, oh, I'm not cleared to wrestle. So let me bring your bitch here here comes Seth Rollins, and then Seth Rollins, whoa, whoa, all right, people behind me, I'm not going to do nothing to him. Oh, I'm going to run to the ring. Yeah, and what? Then I'm gonna be, that's literally what happened. I'm watching it See, right now. Like, they just chased him. They're like, no, don't go anywhere. I'll tell you this, though. I will tell you this, though. That little detail of all the officials trying to keep them apart and trying to prevent them from getting to one another – I actually enjoy that because they are making it seem like that's not part of the show, which is great because you know what that reminds me of? NXT TakeOver, whenever somebody comes in, they're not scheduled. And of course, you know, it- uh, yeah, But it they, you did the curb stop and then they roll into the fucking ring and stop them. Like, they're like, oh my God, is they're like all right. circling around the ring. Like it's a lumberjack match. Like, oh, don't do it. And then they it, jump it, in. Everybody. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Nick, let, let's go. Nick's got his hand up. Nick. Go ahead, bro. Okay, there we go. Sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. Let me ask this, because because I kind of who I, I can't remember. I think uh, I think Brian said this, but I kind of to piggyback off of what Brian said. I kind of liked that too, um, only because like it felt like the NXT with Seth, right? It felt like unscripted and totally unexpected. But the reason why I bring this up is I have to ask you guys, who's more useless, the security at AEW or the official, the backstage officials for WWE? Who is worse? Because they are both horrendous. They're not, not stopping. They're not stopping a teddy bear. It's just terrible. Terrible. I mean, Personally, I feel like the WWE officials have gotten in the face of the uh, the talent more than the AEW security because they've just been tossed around by Wardlow and everybody and their nan over there. So, like, I feel like they're about as useless as, like, you know, 
They're about as defense. They, they, they have shit defense is what I'm saying. I'm going to cut they're, Joey they're, off they're, before he talks. He would have said Alex Abrahantes. So fuck you, Joey. <laughs> no, my would, comment was going really to be, my comment was going to be at the, the NXT parking lot team is the most useless thing. If you watch NXT ever, Every well, I mean, bad that's thing seems to happen at the parking lot. Yeah, so they're... That's the most dangerous place to be, Joey. They are the most useless wherever the parking lot attendants are or security at Full Sail. <laughs> uh, Chad is saying WWE. <laughs> uh, let's just say both, and let's let's move on from there. We got two more, two more matches to talk about, and then we can move on to another segment. All right, so the next match was between... Um, it's another women's match. It was for the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was between the champion Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, this was a quick match and had some controversy at the end. Um, and I'm just going to shut up. Brian, thoughts? So, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, how do you book Liv Morgan against Ronda Rousey? And I think they did a really good job with this because... I mean, let's just put it out there. Liv is in her first reign. She's not quite as experienced with a title as everybody else on the roster. So, I mean, it was a good match. I liked how Liv had a little bit of offense in the beginning. There was like a little bit of fumble in there uh, to get to a crucifix spot, but they had a they had a pretty good solid recovery to get to that spot. Um, but I feel like the tap mid three count is probably one of the best ways to do that because keep in mind as commentary pointed out both michael cole and Corey grace pointed this out that the referee was only paying attention to ronda rousey's shoulders meanwhile Liv morgan's hand was out of view so the referee never saw her tap and i feel like this is a great smart way to keep rousey in the title picture for another future defense uh, another future uh, uh title shot Meanwhile, keeping Liv as your SmackDown Women's Champion and maybe throwing in more matches with uh, newer talents like maybe Aaliyah, Zia Lee, Shotzi, Raquel, the list goes on. And, uh, you know, the only thing else I have to say about this match is I'm glad Liv wins via chicanery uh, or controversy. But my most favorite part about this was Liv brought back the blue tongue. Horny she brought bar. back the blue tongue, man. No, no, hold on, hold hey on. No. Hey now, hey now. Horny, no. She's had that since the Riot Squad. I love the Riot Squad. Okay, I miss the Riot Squad. Chad, keep, this- keep doing it. Thank you. No more. I I unmuted purposely Fuck. so I could get a bonk. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give me a bonk, brother. I just watched that no, finish. That was that was that was interesting. Um, Give me a bonk. All right, I'll give you the fucking bonk. I, I don't know that. Right, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of just how abrupt that was. I get I get what they're trying to do. They don't want Ronda to lose like clean per se, and they want it to be a fuckery finish. But keep in mind that match was heavily favored for Rousey. I mean, she oh, kept yeah. working live. I mean, yeah. it was it was kind of like uh, a, I mean, I don't want to allude to it, but I mean, it's it, it was kind of like the main event match. Um, my my issue with it though is like she just does the armbar and she's just like held there. It's like how do you not know I, your shoulders are flat against the mat? Like I get I it, I get it. Just as like mm-hmm. a realistic standpoint, you know, 
she's an MMA fighter. I mean, you, you yeah. got to know your surroundings and where you're at and what your positioning is. And that just. Well, she's not an MMA no more. She's no. in fake, fake, fake MMA now. It's scripted, not fake. Scripted. Scripted. Fucking. Jesus. All right, George, George. Let's, let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> so, so I'll just make this quick. So I think there was a better way to handle this than the finish they got out of this match. What I would have liked to have seen, which would have kept you know Rousey strong, but live you know as champion, would be for Rousey to take things too far and draw a DQ, like you know not releasing the hold when like on a five count break would be a, a great way to keep her you know keep things going, you know because at least this way Rousey doesn't lose clean. She, you know it's a it's a DQ loss. And, you know, she still looks like, you know, the badass that they want her to be while Liv retains her title and moves on to other things. I mean, to piggyback off of that, George, after the match, uh, Ronda did continue the assault on Liv and she even actually hip tossed a referee into an arm bar. And as of today uh, or as of on Sunday, uh, they announced on social media that Ronda Rousey was uh, fined an undisclosed amount and has now been suspended. Uh, for a couple months so we won't be seeing Rousey for uh, a few months it seems yeah but that's stuff that happened post-match I'm you know as far as in the match and in the moment I think that could have been it could have been handled differently you could still have the route the Rousey tantrum after the fact but to keep you know to keep things going I think a a DQ like drawing a DQ be, you know, for excessive whatever, or because, you know, because you're not breaking the five count like you're supposed to, would have been a great way to keep things going. That's all I'm saying. Understood. All right. Well, congrats to Liv for a, you know, successful title um, belt, even though she's deaf. But she lives hey, to fight another day, though. Yeah, she, yeah lives, lives to fight another day. All right, and our final match of the evening was the last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship with the challenger, Cowboy Brock Lesnar versus the big dog himself. You must acknowledge him, the Roman Reigns. <laughs> All right, thoughts? Brian. Uh, this match was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I have not been a fan of the Lesnar Reigns series. This one, by far the most fun match out of all of them. Simply because Brock riding in on a tractor <laughs> that was, was great. I love that. He had a tractor with a front loader on the, uh, on the uh, uh, end of it, and that made my small town heart happy. Okay, I see tractors a lot of the times in the fields, uh, especially in the cornfields where I live. So it made my small town heart happy. Um, you know, there was also uh, so much, I want to say, little bits of brutality in this match. I know Brock took a little bit of um, uh, a beating with like going through tables. Uh, he actually sliced his back open as well, too, during one of those table spots. But uh I will say this, Brock started off the match with a wonderful Fez press. Uh, it was so smooth, so solid. Um, this match, honestly, as fun as it was, it was Brock's to win. He was very dominant in this match. Um, and the little bit I did like as well was Theory 
trying to come down and cash in after Brock goes ring tipping. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I, I kind of wanted to see Brock win after all that offense. It's, it's one of those things where it was uh, um, kind of a quick rush to the finish, but uh, I'm curious to now see uh, Reigns take on McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. So hopefully uh, we get a little bit more uh, out of Reigns as a kind of a cowardly champion, it seems, but, you know, hey. All right, Bob. Uh, totally agree with Brian here. Uh, match was probably the best match the two men have ever had out of what the 15 20 matches the two have had in the past 10 years um one thing i will add the ending i like the ending they buried brock which we've seen that ending before with other wrestlers braun Strowman. we saw that with omos at money the bank they buried him with ladders i thought they should have used the tractor the top of the tractor the pin down brock Hold them down for a 10 count, similar to um, the Rocking Mankind from uh, Halftime Heat back in 1999. I thought maybe something with the tractor, but what they did with the tractor, lifting up the ring, that was pretty cool. So that was just my little thought to that match. Yeah, uh, I hope this is like the end for a while between these two, because um, this is like the 40,000 match between them. I mean, we've seen this the saga time and time again this i i mean i guess it's because cody was hurt um but i'm glad that this is like the last man i hope this is this is it at rick flair's final Woo! match wait wait for it wait for it where's the button okay yeah uh i didn't watch again because i was driving home from indy uh i heard some wild things about the match uh joey's gonna start it off what you got bro Correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. Were you and I the only ones that actually watched the show unfold? Did anyone else here watch the show unfold? I did watch the entire show except for the pre-show. I only watched players' match. Okay, so for myself and George and Bob, feel free to hop in on this. I would say Matt and all the matches I thought were fine. Nothing was embarrassing on the undercard in terms of matches. I thought that, that the names of that that they got for this really showed off not only impact, but independent wrestling as a whole, like some top tier quality people. I don't remember the last time I've seen the Von Eric boys, and I thought they both looked really good. But match of the night. Bob, would you agree? Yeah, that that Lisa four-way, man. Bob, Bob, talk up that four-way for me, please. Uh honestly, I, I can't do justice. We need Mike Tanay here, man. We need the professor because holy shit, there were so many moves, so many. Thank you. Thank you. We need Mike Tanay. Yeah, right? Dude, there were so many crazy shit. Oh my God. Was it who who almost broke their neck? Bandito? Jesus. Black Taurus saved his life. He needs to be oh, on his shit. on his last will now for, for saving thank his life. God, Black Taurus caught him. Holy shit. For us. Inches away, guys, from breaking his neck, and Black Taurus caught him. Thank God. And Whooped him to, I believe, the ring post. I forgot what happened, but thank God he caught him. Overall, the match was crazy, guys. If there's one match you guys got to go back from this show, besides the flare match, which he almost died, I swear to God, it's this Fatal 4-Way. This Fatal 4-Way was fun. Top and the Fatal 4-Way itself was maybe like 11 minutes. Most of the matches besides um, the flare match were 12 minutes or less. It was a very tight, it was a very tight card. George, you have anything to add about the undercard for this flare show? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, this definitely showed off a lot of, you know, maybe lesser known wrestlers to the, to the greater wrestling world. Cause obviously there's a lot of people there just to see flair who probably don't, you know, follow impact as well. Don't know anything about triple a, you know, it, and it was a great, great to see, you know, that wrestling featured on this show. Um, the match that stood out to me, obviously, was the Lucha match. I mean, that went above and beyond anything that should have been on this show. Um, and I am so glad, you know, that the guys that were in it got that spotlight. And again, I hope to God that Bandito bought Black Taurus a beer after that match, because holy shit. Buy him a pitcher at least, man. I saw that live. I was like, oh, my God, how is he not dead right now? Um but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, a very solid undercard. Um, I, you, the, the one match that I, I only got like halfway because I got I got off of work kind of late was the uh, Motor City Machine Gun match, um, which I think uh, Alex Shelley looked like he got injured in. Um, uh, Let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look like it was too, too, too serious. Uh, looked like he might have just tweaked his knee a little bit, but... Um, he did seem to be in good spirits and walked off under his own power. So I don't think there was anything going on there. Uh, the only scary spot was in the women's three-way match. Uh, uh, cause there was a real bad roll-up mistake with, uh, uh, Rachel Ellering. Um, she, had, and then trainers had to come ringside to check on her. It looked like she either rolled her ankle or twisted her knee or something like that. Um, but props to her for continuing through the whole match because that happened like right from the onset um the only other thing of note that i wanted to touch on uh, other than the flare match because we'll get to that in a second um was the uh the uh impact world title match uh jacob fatu and uh josh alexander um that was uh you know that was interesting to watch there were some good spots in that match um i the only thing was the finish kind of threw me off a little bit. I wasn't really, I, I didn't think it was going to be a clean finish by any means, but I didn't expect that to happen with uh, Cardona and uh, Myers coming out like that. Um, so I, it, it, but I get, but again, it, there was no, there was no chance any title was going to change hands on this thing tonight that, you know, uh, it was an emotional match too. So it was Jacob Fatu representing MLW and then Josh Alexander, of course, representing um, impact. Yeah title chain in that match but like you said george so i'm surprised to see the matt cardona showed up and he took off his uh his arm sling and he used it it looks like he's he's fine he's medically cleared to wrestle again i'm gonna i'm not sure what the situation was with cardona i honestly i don't follow him that closely um but if he's good to go he might be aiming for that impact title to add to his collection yeah that'd be he's fun like to- a diamond cutter i'm assuming he's cleared I remember Edge's first step to being like back in the ring full time was spearing uh, Ezekiel's brother Elias before he even did any any, any of their stuff. So my guess is he's good to clear if DDP gives him the diamond cutter. Well, Joey, thanks for adding that. Completely forgot DDP came out and it hit the diamond cutter. It's me. It's me. It's me. Speaking of which. DDP, yeah. DDP almost fucked that spot up too, because um, uh, the the camera cut to him a little early. He'd already stood up, and then he sat back down for a sec and got back up. He was doing his uh, DDP yoga. Uh, Joey, go uh, ahead. One thing to add as before we get to the flare main event, and I'll be quick with this. Bob, you can hop on to anyone else that saw this. 
Uh, if you were a fan of the Comedy Central roast that, that they did a lot more of back in the day, there was a Ric Flair one. I would say if you were to watch it, skip every famous wrestler, wrestling personality besides Tori Wilson. I thought she actually did a very good job for somebody that wasn't a roaster or knew what a roast was. She even admitted that. As well as, no, 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 no. That was... Uh, Continue. Who was that? That was... Bully Ray commented on how hot she was. But uh, Tori, I thought, was great in terms of her comedy, especially bringing up that she was the only girl seemingly in the back that had not seen Flair's penis, which I thought was a funny remark. That definitely um, was But as yeah. far as the comedians, and I love stand-up comedy, I didn't recognize really any of these names, but they all really impressed me with their wrestling knowledge. They had jokes, not just about the present-day stuff of the Vince, but they had Von Erich jokes. They had Jeff Hardy drug issue jokes. They had WCW jokes. They had a wide range that I was very impressed by in terms of the wrestling knowledge of these comedians. So all the besides the comedians and Tori. Go ahead, George. They had, a, they had a Chris Jericho's wife joke. <laughs> yes, they did. That was actually a Brad Nessler, who of all people was the host of it, that sportscaster. He had the uh, Y2J's wife joke. So I thought it was actually a pretty solid roast overall. Bob, do you have anything to add for that before we get to the actual flare? I feel like I'm, the, I'm on the opposite end. I thought half of it was pretty bad and some of it was all right. The comedians were hit or miss. Some of the jokes hit. Some of them were really far left for me. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to listen to that. Um, you're right. They were pretty knowledgeable, um, but again, I'm guessing a lot of them are fans, Joey. A lot of them grew up watching WWF, so again, it was an honor for them to be there. Um, the worst one, we both agreed, was that hockey guy. Guy Domi for our hockey fans out there, but man, he was he, he gave Mike the situation a run for his money as far as being the worst roaster I've ever seen in my life. Like, granted, he was just being nice. Shout out to hockey. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> he was being Maybe, nice. Maple Leafs legend. But God, he was brutal. But I don't know. I was on the opposite end. I didn't really enjoy it. It, it was, it was, it was all right. All right. Well, let's get to the final, final match between. Woo! Yes, yes. Ric Flair, <gasps> final match. Um, it was a tag team match. It was against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett along with his son-in-law, Andrade El Idolo. Uh, so thoughts on this? I see George's hand up. All right. So I got a couple of thoughts on this match, and, for, and stop me if I start ranting a little bit. Um, so first off, I want to, you know, positive things. I felt that adding Andrade and Jay Lethal was the right move to this match. Um, Lethal has obviously worked with Flair in the past, so he knows how to protect him and, you know, keep him from killing himself in the ring, um, you know, and, and to make, you know, Flair look, you know, remotely decent at, at what's going on. Because holy God, um, Flair did not look well for this match. Um Bad. Th the only real bad things I um I really got to touch touch on here. Um, first off, Flair himself look. You know, he did not look like he needed to be in this match physically. Um, we remarked that he looked like a walking turkey neck at times. Um, like it was just kind of gross. Um, but the other thing that really pissed me off about this match though was Jeff Jarrett. Um, if you didn't 
so I actually had to clock this. I went back and clocked it. Jarrett's entrance is longer than Flair's for this whole thing. And I and I don't know if it was intended to be that way, especially because he started jawjacking with some fans down the aisle, I think, because I think one of them said something about his wife. Um, but it, it just, he went on forever with that entrance and it was just unnecessary. You know, if there's one drawback to Jeff Jarrett, it's the reason he's never really gotten over with my set with me and with a lot of other wrestling fans is he has got a massive, massive ego. And, you know, he really let it go on this one. So, um, but yeah, it just, it was just like, holy crap, Jeff, dial it back, man. This isn't about you. But again, uh, but again, Flair, you know, it's Flair. He's, what 70 what is he 73 going into this match he looked about it, it i'd say he looked about as well as a 73 year old but then i remember that vince exists you know and it's like jesus flair dude you should have just stopped man like you know come out do a couple of woos you know shake some hands wait you know give a couple of waves call it a day there was no need to have this you know especially then the getting busted open thing and all you know the whole by the end of the match, he literally passed out. Like he literally said to Andrade, I passed out. Like, dude, there is no need for this. You know, this should have been a, just a good, maybe if you have to have him wrestle, make it a standard wrestling match without all the bloodshed, a nice little one-on-one with somebody that knows how to work with them and just make it a, 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 a not even, it doesn't have to be a five-star classic. Just go out there, do a couple of good moves, you know, maybe do a couple of struts, lock on the figure four, call it a night. Everybody's happy. You know, this was a little tough to watch. And I'm going to go ahead and stop there just so we don't get uh, too too much into it. Uh, next thing I put on there is just uh, Raw Smackdown Dynamite Rampage. Anybody got any thoughts from those shows? Anything you like? Anything you didn't like? Well, as far as like AEW news, um, I mean, this is not related to the show, but they did show the promotional feature of the new video game that they're having uh so aew fight forever any thoughts on that yes game i'm happy they're going an arcade route uh we were talking in the group chat today uh while i have been a fan of the wwe games in the past the controls are way too complicated just chain wrestling everything about it, it's just too much for me so i'm, I'm happy that it looks like they're going back to basics yeah, a little uh, more amplified, you know, the muscles and the stuff like that. A little goofy looking, but it's okay. I like it. They're going more of like a, a street fighter route, um, I think, in the sense of the design. But characters look good. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, more gameplay footage because we've only gotten a little bit. We haven't really gotten much. We had the Darby uh, stunt. I think there was a Jungle Boy and um, there's a Jericho you know, when they first announced it, the only thing I'm not happy about, and I know it's not like official. I think the artwork for the, the game just sucks ass. It just is so bad. It's like generic esque, uh, fight forever text. Like it's just a shitty font. Um, the colors are kind of lacking. I personally would have went more for like the dynamite, you know, the, the puffs of smoke or whatever that, that pop up, you know, the, the pink and the, the yellow and all that shit um it 
it's very it's lacking i it's the best thing i i can say i mean i I do design stuff i'm not a pro but i expected a little bit more especially with like the presentation and overall like aspect of like aew at dynamite and rampage you know all the the promotional stuff they do it's not uh not to my liking personally but we'll see it's a leak we don't even know if it's official yet yeah that's why i said we don't know if it's official whatever was leaked i'm not really a fan of but Again, things can change. Don't get butter. Don't get butter. Yeah. Blame, I, I will probably buy a digital Aubrey. copy anyways. So and Blame yes, it, hey, I was gonna point out in the group chat and I forgot. She seems to be the only ref that I've seen in any of the, the pictures <laughs> exactly. of the gameplay. Exactly. So Joey is definitely not gonna buy it, but I'm gonna make him play it when I buy it. All right. Thumbs George. down. <laughs> George, your thoughts. All right, so I'll agree. I'll agree with Chad. I was very uh, underwhelmed by the supposed box art for the game. Um, hopefully, that does get updated a little bit. Um, you know, it, it just from a from a non graphic designer standpoint, I was very uh, unimpressed with it. Um, is the word I'm looking for. Um, I hope you know, as a fan, I want something that's a little bit more attention grabbing. Um, you know, as far as box art goes, as far as the game itself, um, you know, I'm hopeful that the game will be fun. Um, it looks like that's going to be the focus on this game is to be a fun game, a fun wrestling game. Like we used to have, as opposed to the overcomplicated messes that we've gotten from WWE in the past few years. Um, the only thing I'm hoping is it works because God knows we don't need any more, you know, WWE 2K glitches. No, we don't need uh, wrestlers flying into the, the audience or falling through the ring or getting stuck <laughs> or my oh, favorite that's, limbs that's, that's, going that's around. The best part. That's the best part of the game. I mean, that's what I live for, bro. Botchamania, um, the game. Yeah, literally. Uh, so another thing from AEW, um, just talking about the match between uh, Brian Danielson and Dan. Danny Garcia. Um, that's all I'm going to do. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I'm going to do. And that's all I'm going to say. I would Talk agree. I, I like Garcia in a sense of his abilities. He He's still lacking a mouthpiece for sure. And I know he's part of the Jericho society, whatever the fuck you want to call it, which I'm tired of that shit too. Um, the ending of the match was so like just abrupt like i said that in the group chat too like i I watched the replay of it and like he uh he submitted in like two seconds like he he passed out right that's what it was like he passed out in like 10 seconds i'm like really like allegedly yeah brian danielson you know like passing out that quickly like i don't know good that they put uh, a younger guy over but i didn't like the finish I'd understand if it was a choke if he passed out, but not a not a sharpshooter. Yeah, it was a sharpshooter on top of that. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go Tyler because he's uh, on oh, the road. And then I was, was going to ju- I just want to jump in real quick. To be fair, wasn't he attacked by Hager before the pass out, though? Yes, yes, he was attacked by Hager. Okay, all right. I didn't see that part. So my apologies. Still weak-ass finish. Did Tyler want to speak? Because I know you're you're rolling. I hope I hope you can hear me. I hope it's not too distorted. I'm on my way to Aldi because that's where cool old people shop. Um, I someone mentioned Jericho Appreciation Society and maybe being sick of it now. Uh, the only thing that I'm sick of, I like when it's actually creative and clever. Which when Chris Jericho's on point, he's really on point. But I think they're leaning way too heavily on that they're parodying WWE. 
they're leaning way too heavily on that and I'm kind of sick of it. Like um, the sports entertainer thing was funny for a few weeks, but then one of the guys, I don't remember who it was, was it last week said, um, AEW Galaxy, appreciate me. That's the only time I want to hear that joke because I don't think it's that funny, but like if all you're doing is just taking WWE lines and then trying to do a parody twist and that's fine once in a while, but if that's all you're doing, I just don't, now you're not even trying. So that's, I'm kind of sick of Jericho Appreciation Society now too, as far as on the mic and just the kind of the same old shit to me now. They could turn it around, but. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you got it. Yeah, uh, here's my hot take. I actually thought I thought the match was a killer match. It was a great match. And um, I see you guys complaining that you guys didn't like the ending. Well, uh, didn't Brian Danielson go to AEW to help out the younger talent? Isn't uh, oh, one oh, of them? Oh, oh, uh, uh, and now I know uh, before, Rich, before, let me finish, Rich. Um, he got pile drivered, right? Selling his concussion from a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago. All right, and then he got put in the sharpshooter. It wasn't two seconds, Chad. It was about twelve. I said seconds. ten. I said ten seconds. Thank you. But you said two he seconds. did say ten. He did I said say ten. ten, but still uh, a sharpshooter. He passed out from a sharpshooter. Come on, bro. Come if you want to pass out now, Brian. I mean, I'm just saying, if he was gonna pass out from a submission move, I would not have chosen a sharpshooter. I would have choked, like choke him out. A real net, real neck Thank choke you. Yeah. That's that's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I am all for putting over the younger guys. They deserve it. They need to do that. We don't want to see the same fucking ex-WWE guys all the time. I'm okay with that. It probably would have made more sense in that match because Daniel, or I'm sorry, Brian Danielson was bleeding at one point in that match. However, during that last bit, the uh, the blood flow stopped pouring out of his head. So, I mean, if, if we saw maybe a little bit more visual of like maybe more blood mixed in with the sweat, I feel like that would have helped in the pass out aspect, almost like Austin and Hart at WrestleMania 13. The way that, yeah, but, but was that 10 seconds though? Did Austin? Pass no, out well, I don't think it was yeah, 10 it was seconds. Just, I mean, it was really quick for me. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't have chosen that move. I'm, I'm okay quick. with. I'll, I'll I'm okay that. with with who won. Over, yeah, putting over young guys. That, that's fine. But at, at the end of the day, like can't be a weak ass finish like that. I, I don't know what the videotape Daniel Garcia has on Tony Khan. <laughs> To be booked on all of these damn like main event things. He's been like what eight main events that I've seen dude, him do on like. I I tell you though, Garcia's a star. Honestly, he's a star. The dude, Chad, you said he had a weak promo. I disagree. I feel like all of his promos, even leading up to that uh, pure title match with uh, Wheeler Yuta, he's he's got his promo game a little bit more. He's, he's better. More it's, it's, better. I, I'd say out of all members of the Jericho Appreciation Society, though. Daniel Garcia is definitely more higher ranking in terms of promo ability than uh, a lot of the other guys are. You so, want a taste? I don't think so. You want a taste? You want a taste? Yeah. Joey, Joey, let's let's wrap this. What's your this Joey's up. take on this? Yeah, I, I two things about Garcia. One, I agree with Bob that I think the ending of the match wasn't as bad as some of you might have thought it was. I, I will say this: this feels like the first big match this the first main event match on a dynamite at least maybe on rampage i i don't know but on a dynamite where a young guy has had a shock win like this a shock win over a world championship level contender and that's something that i'd like to see not too much but because it was so often now or i'm sorry because it doesn't happen often now as rich falls asleep maybe that's a good submission me talking 
will make him pass out. I don't know, or tap out. But I think that this kind of win, have a couple more of these, not too many. And as far as him on the mic, he just kind of has a weird cadence. He doesn't have much emotion when he talks, I feel like. And it does make him stand out, but stand out in a bad way to me. So maybe his content of the promo is good, but his delivery, I do think, needs some work still. And I don't know if that's acting classes that has helped other uh, wrestlers. I know mainly in WWE, but something's off about him and his promos. And it's, it might be something that we talk about. Need some more oomph, like uh, exaggeration. Yeah, a little chutzpah. Like, so it's, yeah. very, it's very monotone. Yeah, um, I see. I see. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of funny that Joey brings up young guys because, I mean, hey, at the start of that show, we had a we they sent a young guy out there. They sent a young man by the, the name of Hook. An undefeated young there. guy, too, but yes. Undefeated boy. Yes, Brand sir. We love Team Taz. So right. I mean, George, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about this one. You want to take it away? Oh my god, I'll gladly take it away. That was perfection. I you know, the fact I now here's the thing, it didn't happen exactly the way I thought it was gonna happen as far as Hook coming out like that, but I'm glad they finally sent hook because dear god that was so fun and you know what it this, hook was the right guy to win that match um you know and take that title off of ricky um it, you know it, it's that you know being the fdw champion means a lot more on hook than it did on ricky no offense to and no offense to ricky at all um he certainly elevated that title to the heights that it needed to be um you know which is something that we can't say about brian cage you know unfortunately but yeah ricky did everything in his power to make that title relevant and he got it to a point that yeah he's it's comfortable leaving it with hook hook will elevate that title you know and bring it to prominence and you know i'm sure there's gonna be big things down the line for hook meanwhile ricky gets to move on he'll do you know he'll you know he'll i'm sure he's gonna be starting some rivalry thing now with with hobbs after what happened um and, you know, once that's all said and done, you know, we could see him moving into the TNT title picture, maybe even the world title picture. And, you know, Ricky's the kind of guy, he's still, he's a younger guy. He's definitely somebody you could build on, you know, for a little bit here and, you know, gets and get some, uh, you know, get, really puts a, put this company on his back, you know, and I, I'd like to see Ricky do more. And I hope that he does do more. Um, and he certainly has earned it. So the fire alarm's going off over here at the extended space, so I'm going to have to go off. Stay safe, bro. All right. Well, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come back on. All right. Conversation's I'll, too hot, huh? All right. I'll take over moderating for you for the minute here. Then. I just want to say, give me a goddamn Ricky Starks TNT title match or run. Go, Tyler. Yes. Um. Yeah, I didn't watch all of the show, but I did watch that, and I also thought it was executed perfectly. Um. What I like is that it didn't hurt Ricky at all to lose it because he had just wrestled a match, but the way he delivered his promo afterwards was so good because um, being clearly a face now, having Hobbs go total heel on him, the way he the way he laid out his accolades and accomplishments with the title wasn't in a way that was like, I'm so great, me, 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 in a conceited way. It was like, I believed in myself and I worked hard and I accomplished these things through hard work. Like he delivered it in a way that got you behind him and made you feel strong emotion for him. Like it, it, it was a very, even though he lost, I still felt really proud of Ricky. And I imagine a lot of the audience did. And then that also served to 
to lead into that heel turn and uh, betrayal from Hobbs perfectly. So that was just perfect segment start to finish from Hook coming out to the promo at the end of the turn. I don't think it could have been done any better than that. I'd uh, I definitely agree. It was uh, look look. I'm proud of what I did. I did what I could with this opportunity. I know a lot of you thought I should be here when I'm right now I'm here, but I did what I could. And if I lost, fuck it, I lost. But now he's on to bigger and better things, in my opinion. So. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just happy to see that AEW is heading in more newer directions, especially with uh, some of their talent that they've had for a while. And speaking of new things that they've been introducing, they just introduced some brand new titles in the tag team division. They introduced trios titles and they'd said that uh, there's going to be a tournament to decide the first ever trios champions. So my question to you guys is uh, who do you guys think takes the first ever trios title championship win? Uh, George, I'll head on over to you first, because I want to get your opinions on this. I want to make sure everybody's got a voice in this. So let's hear. All right. So I so I was thinking about this earlier today as far as, you know, who could potentially take this tournament or who's even going to be in this tournament. Um, obviously, it looks like the Young Bucks are slated to be in this tournament in some way, um, whether they team with Hangman or possibly a returning Kenny Omega. That remains to be seen. I think there'll be some kind of thing with Adam Cole involved, although I see him in, entering this tournament with Red Dragon, to be honest. Um as far as who I think is actually going to win this, I think this is a title that needs to end up on the Dark Order. As much as the Dark Order has been a joke for the better part of you know the past year or so, um, they really need something to get them back on track. And I think this is the perfect way to do it. Um, and as far as you know, what contingent of the Dark Order, I think they'll actually end up freebirding it um, throughout the tournament and just kind of, you know, you know, plug and play and just see who work, you know, who works best for the matchup. Um, I, you know, I probably see a lot of Uno uh, 10 and then just kind of Silver or Reynolds bouncing in and out. Um, and, you know, as far as any other teams I could possibly see entering this tournament that haven't really been teased, um, obviously it looks like best friends with Orange Cassidy is kind of a lock for this thing. Um, I'd love to see House of Black. I just don't want, I just, but I think they're getting a little too caught up with the Darby Allen thing, unless he's going to put together some kind of team to get, get in this, um, which could, which could, it could be interesting, you know, him staying and then somebody else or, you know, Sting managing a trios team. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun, and that's you know what's important, especially because now we get the finals at All Out, um, you know, and I'm sure whatever match happens will be a banger, and the fans will be you know absolutely into it. Um, but yeah, uh, Chad, you want to take it up next? Yeah, I was gonna add on. Um, I did. Oh, fucking microphone again. Uh, I didn't think of the Freebird uh, dealio with the titles. If they do decide to do that, that would be really interesting. Um, I think Hangman goes with the Dark Order. I think it's gonna be him, Reynolds, and uh, uh, why am I drawing blanks now? Silver, Thank Johnny Hungry, Johnny Hungry. I don't know why I'm losing it. Um, until he eventually, I I think at some point he's gonna go back to the Bucks and Kenny. Um, when that is, I don't know. I just feel like Omega has to go with the Bucks here so they can do the uh. Cole uh, Red Dragon uh, spiel that's 
you know, kind of been brewing for a while, but like kind of ended, but it's still kind of there. Um, I would really like to see that before it, you know, with some of the other stories, like they just push it too far along and then everybody just doesn't give a shit about it anymore. So I'm hoping Kenny can come back for that. Uh, as far as who was going to win it first, I feel like they should give it to Cole and Red Dragon because I feel like those guys haven't won much when it comes to title title stuff, right? I think... Um, to, to be fair, uh, Red Dragon yeah. has been injured for a bit yeah. and, and Cole recently was injured, uh, but right. Red Dragon are, are highly decorated as tag team champions uh, throughout Ring of Honor. Um, I'm not sure if they've done anything trios-wise. Got it. Right. But in terms uh, of AEW run, I mean, I feel like Cole obviously hasn't won a title match. He's lost right. to Hangman twice. Um, I, I that would be my pick. I don't I don't know of any other obvious choices. Yeah, it'd be cool to see Dark Order win some shit too, because they're always in these tag matches or, or big matches, but they never come on top either. So I guess it would probably be a a, a choice of the two for me personally, but I who the hell knows at this point. Right. Uh, Tyler, did you have a, an opinion about the, the trios tournament or anything like that? Or anything? Sorry. Well, I put my hand up and then I took it down because sometimes I think, should I keep certain comments to myself? But I just, I'm just curious if anyone else, um, I, I personally am just not that interested in a trio's title. I'm not crapping all over it. I'm just not that interested. Um, partly because, um, and WWE is probably more guilty of this, but AEW too, we get a lot of matches with a lot of people, you know, and it just, I guess my, my first question is going to be, okay, how many, how often am I going to have to see these titles and these matches? Is it going to be every dynamite? There's going to be a trios match that would get old for me pretty quick. Um, I don't know. And I also have a hard time seeing you guys named some like awesome people like house of black and stuff. Like, yeah, those are great teams. I don't know that I like trios title, like just the whole idea of a trios title. Um, and I'm probably alone in this. Sounds like it would be great for like mid-card factions, you know, like, I don't know. I, I'm just not a fan of the idea. And I'm, if they, if they do awesome things and they make me interested, that's great, but I'm going in un uninterested. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe my opinion will change. I'm just curious if anyone else isn't as interested in it the way I am, or is, is everyone yeah, like excited? I, I, about I'm, it? I'm, I'm, I just I'm don't underwhelmed. care. I'm underwhelmed. Okay, maybe that's the right word. Like I said, I'm not crapping on it. Like if it works, I just I nothing about it is like exciting to me. And remember first, the first episode I was on, I said how many belts is too many belts? And um we've added a lot of belts this year. So we'll see if these are the last belts we introduce for a while or not. Who knows? Personally, I always think personally, that trios titles work well with like more lucha libre style because you know that's where the phrasing comes from. The trios means, you know, three guys. But, like, the only trios title I've ever seen is the one from Lucha Underground. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept, but I do agree with you. There is a lot of belts in AEW right now. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they will do with it. I hope they don't give it the All-Atlantic Championship treatment, where it's just being defended on dark from week to week. Um, you know what? Uh, I, I want to pass this to Joey because I know he's got his hand up. I want to hear his opinions on the trios titles and everything like that. Uh, Joey, who do you think should be the first team to take away the trios titles? Uh, the garbage can, the recycling bin, and the dumpster specifically. 
I am always I am all that these titles should I not exist. I think I think how they are treating the mid Atlantic title is perfectly showing why now there are too many belts with the amount of TV time. And I'm not counting darker elevation, but the amount of TV time that they have, I think it's being spread too thin. We already have concerns about how the freaking women's championship is being treated until you get your championships. The ones that you currently have treated well and consistently good. I don't think you should be adding this many titles. And the only time I've seen it work to agree with you, Brian, is the trios titles, which there weren't tag champions there. It was just trios. You could freebird rule tag titles. The Dark Order could win the tag team titles and just freebird it that way. I like your idea, George, but I just think it's it's now reached the point where it's too many titles. And especially when the ones that are already on there aren't always being treated very well consistently. Uh, Chad, go ahead. That kind of just changed the whole dynamic of what the hell I was going to say to begin with. Um, trios titles, I, I feel like, is just a Band-Aid with how many uh, factions and small groups we have. And we've got a giant-ass roster to begin with. So there's just so many people that should or could be on TV that are not. And I feel like that's just Tony Khan's way of saying, ah, fuck it, we'll get these people on there. The problem is they're going to have the same three people in all these matches. So it's not going to be any different than the shit they're already doing. Like we're going to see the young bucks in it and all those guys, like they've been on for, you know, the entirety of dynamite. Um, like you said, the women's titles or the main titles in general, the, the, uh, the world championship belt to me, both sides of the, of the coin women's and men's are, are totally undervalued in my opinion. Still, um, everything's just booked so weak right now. It just, it's very frustrating and you're right. We don't need trios titles, but if it, I, I don't even know what to say now, uh, just with what you said, just because I feel like, yeah, introducing this is just going to, um, it's, it's going to just change the hierarchy of titles again, because I feel like the, the main titles are just keep getting pushed down farther and farther. Like, I don't know. You're, you're right. And it sucks because I want to be excited and I want to see new champs and I want to see more people on TV. But the only way they do that is if they fucking either add another hour to Rampage and move it like a night, a different night when people actually want to fucking wrestle, like watch wrestling, you know, at nine o'clock our time. Or I, I, I don't know what else they could do. Honestly, I really don't. There's just too much in my opinion right now. Too much. You're you right. Know, and it's, you sucks. know, it's, it's interesting that you guys bring this up, like how they're handling the titles and everything like that. And I kind of wanted to pose this question for maybe next week's discussion. Um, do you guys think that AEW has kind of like lost sight of what they're trying to be? I mean, they originally went in saying that they were going to be an alternative to WWE. And then all of a sudden they say there's suddenly competition with them now. So it's, it, it, I feel like they've kind of lost about, you know, the direction they wanted to go in, but I feel like we could lean into that a little bit more next week. Because uh, I kind of want to talk about, you know, the big WWE news. I know some of you guys aren't as big into WWE as I am or as anybody else in this uh, group is. But I kind of want to talk about Triple H taking over creative uh, from their uh, point of view. Though, because, you know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, we are accustomed to seeing only in a small spurt with NXT. Now, my question to you guys is, do you guys notice any key differences right away with 
you know, from Triple H producing a show versus Vince producing a show. I want to I want to get your guys' opinions on this. Uh, Chad, let's run with you first. I want to hear um, if you George, did anybody anything. anything to add about the last topic, by the way? I know you had your hand up. Oh, just yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I just want to. No, it's fine. Um, so I know there's some concern about these titles and how they're going to be treated, um, but I would like to, uh, you know, uh, add some uh some st- some promising th- uh, thoughts to this. Um, there's two prominent six man uh, trios titles that I can uh, that I can uh, showcase here. One is the the bigger of the t- uh, you know the more well known of the two, and is actually the Chikara trios uh, titles. Um, which that w- they were prom- not only promoted very well, uh, you know, around the indie scene, but actually held a yearly tournament for them, the King of Trios tournament, um, which prominent names such as AJ Styles have wrestled in that tournament. Um, so I think, you know, in that sense, you know, it's good. But the other, but the more contemporary to these titles, and I think this is the way AEW will treat these six man titles, is going to be the New Japan uh, version of this. Um, New Japan has the six man, the never open six man t- uh, tag team champions, which is the equivalent of the trios. Um, and what those titles are really meant to do is to give you know, time to guys who aren't in any kind of main tag team scene, main, ta- main singles title scene. Um, with AEW, I think it'll be to um, to elevate younger talent, so they'll get get them together, get a bit more spotlight on them. I think yes, we may see them a little bit more on dark and dark elevation, but it'll also give them a chance to maybe then come up to main roster and do you know and have their spotlight when it's due. Um, so we can get guys like Sonny Kiss, who has never who hasn't been on TV since you know Rampage started. Um, you know, get those guys kind of get up there and competing and you know in that spotlight. Um, so, but again, I don't want to take too much time with this uh, that we already have. But again, I I I think feel there's promise with these titles and putting them on somebody big now to establish them before giving them off to the young guys is the right move as far as how they're going to get handled. It's pretty well spoken, George. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you there. I mean, they could be, you know, in a sense, they could test it out on, you know, dark and dark elevation and just a way to get it to the main roster, like the main TV shows like Dynamite and Rampage. Um, so very well spoken. I, I, I would highly agree with everything you said there. Uh, but going back to the uh, the list of topics that we had to go to, uh, Triple H taking over creative. Who has uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, do you guys see any differences between week to week programming or like the pay-per-view uh, that just happened, SummerSlam. Uh, do you guys see any differences? Uh, we'll move to Chad and then uh, Bob and Tyler. Uh, I mean, the pay-per-view is pretty promising. I think it's just way too early right now for us to really have a a, a firm opinion on it. It's only been a week, if that. So uh, I'm curious to see how things progress and get better. Obviously, there's lots of rumors with people coming back now that Triple H is uh, uh, at the helm of everything. Um so we'll see, but I think we're not going to really have a, a better idea. I think until, uh, you know, about a month or so from now, you know, as he changes storylines and things start to progress. So, uh, I think that's, that's a question we should probably ask ourselves in like a month or two. Brian, just to add on to that. Um, well, after watching last night's episode of raw, uh, just quick things that I noticed they're highlighting the United States championship, which is great. That title has been on the back burner for such a long time. Now they had a beautiful video package. And now we had the uh, two triple threat matches with the 
final one coming in at the end of the night, Tommaso Ciampa and AJ Styles. Great match. Um, so I do like seeing that. Um, little shit that I noticed, there's LEDs on the side of the barricades. I noticed that. Um, Bailey's group being promote, um, you know, pushed in the beginning of the show, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I'm seeing a little improvement. But, again, like Chad said, it's going to take a while for us to see mass improvement of the show. But from what I watched last night, it's a good improvement so far. Uh, Tyler. I would agree. Um, so I think someone said it's too early to have a firm opinion. I agree long term, but I certainly can have a firm opinion on SummerSlam in general in that I think it was an amazing show and it would not have been as good under the previous administration. Um, uh, I have noticed on Twitter um, a lot of the current roster tweeting things that not so subtly, but still a little bit cryptically allude to the fact that I'm free now. I was shackled before. I'm unshackled now. Bailey tweeted some stuff. I don't have the tweet in front of me, so I can't quote it, but it was something along the lines of you're about to see me, you know, um, unrestricted, not held back. It was something along those lines. Um, go to her Twitter to read the exact quote, but um, everyone is stoked. Yeah, that was a day or two ago. And then even, even Mustafa Ali was tweeting stuff. I've been watching them on Twitter. All these people that are people we wish would have had a different push or a different type of run because we thought they deserved it are now saying, just watch what's about to happen, which I don't know if that's just because they're excited about working for Hunter or if it's because they've talked with Hunter and Hunter said, hey, I want to make rights for you what hasn't been right for you the last few years, you know, who knows, but that that gives me a lot of um, hope in where the product could go and promos. They still started raw with the promo, but it wasn't quite as long. And I didn't feel like Becky was reciting lines. And now she's one of the ones who, even when she does recite lines can make it sound like she's not reciting lines, but that felt like her and Bianca just talking to me. Um, and I want to see a lot more of that. I think it's time to move on to the chef's kiss guys. What do you guys think? Let's change it up this time. Let's have you go first with your individual chef's kiss. What do you got for me, brother? Did somebody say chef kiss? Get the show? What? See, All right. Estaki? Estaki, yes. So my chef kiss. Week. It was a busy week, guys. We were talking for two hours about wrestling, but none of us mentioned Friday Night SmackDown. I know. I don't watch SmackDown either, but I tuned in because there was a match announced last week between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Boy, did these guys have a bar burner. It was brutal. These guys were beating the shit out of each other, guys. If you guys like wrestling, if you guys like two beefy men beating the crap out of each other, this is the match. Holy shit. The ending saw Sheamus getting ready for the bro kick. He was about to hit the bro kick on uh, McIntyre. McIntyre caught him. Boom. Popped him right into a table. But the closing moment. He threw him on the table. McIntyre looked at Sheamus, and he had this look on his face. He's like, ah, I got to do it, buddy. I got to beat you. Gets to the corner. Hits a Claymore kick on him. One, two, three. But again, the face that McIntyre gave the shame, it's kind of brought back a little bit of Michael's flair back in Mania 24. Like, damn, man, you're my best buddy. We had a hell of a match, but fuck, dude, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to hit this, this last move on you. That was great. It was a great match. Great way to open SmackDown, too. So that was my chef kiss of the week. Joey, what was yours? So, again, uh, Bob, we're actually sticking pretty mainstream with our chef's kisses this week. Mine is from Raw, which we're recording this on a Tuesday night, so it was last night. I have been, ever since she first Iris jigged out to the ring in NXT, it was terrible, 
But I've been a fan of Becky Lynch ever since then, through all her phases, her ups and downs. And so last night, yes, a promo opened raw. I know we're not a big fan of that always, but the callbacks to the man character of Becky Lynch, a logical, in my opinion, shift, a, a big shift, but a logical one before she's on the shelf for multiple, several months. It worked. And I get there was a bit of a hiccup for a while with Ric Flair being all crybaby about it. They even took his woo out of the intro for a hot minute to be petty. And yet now that Hunter's in charge, Triple H, we see this back. This, I would argue, is the first big character shift since Triple H has been in charge. You could maybe count Bailey, uh, EO, and Dakota, but that might have been in the works. Who knows? Maybe not Dakota, but anyway. Becky's promo last night. The hair, she looked like David Bowie for once since this big time Bex has been around or Lady Gaga with her outfits. And one of the quotes that's, it's a three sentence quote that I want to read. They really solidified that. All right, this BA tweener that I at least, and hopefully all of you loved when she was at her peak is back. She said in the middle of her promo, I'm not defined by one match. I define the match. I'm not defined by the title. I define the title. And finally, there's icing on the cake, and I will not be defined by a man because I am the man. And so we start a new era. And yes, she's on the shelf. Could this have happened when she comes back from her injury? I guess, but I like that they did this to give logic and reason for when she does come back and is hopefully this character and this persona. She's lost so much as big time backs. Why not now? take the chance to make that character shift that tweener and really get us ready and excited chomping at the bit for when she comes back. Uh, before we get to our main course, George and bogus T or Tyler, <laughs> do you have something to comment about our current chef's kisses or like us go to our main course first, gentlemen? Um, I actually had my own chef's kiss to add to this, if that's okay. Go for it. All right. So my chef's kiss um, is the wonderful, wonderful baby face turn promo by ricky starks um i know he sold the shit out of that promo um i actually felt emotional watching it it you know it because that you could tell that some that's something that came from the heart um with him and i honestly just I, i'm glad that you know he's moving on to bigger and better things and this was certainly a big a good way to do it um you know so more props to him um that's, you know, so that's my chef's kiss of the week. Uh, you know, Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks. Roman Reigns catching a microphone like a baller. My Lord. And that thing went viral in a matter of minutes. It was already gif and memed and all over. And then I didn't even realize because you don't really see it in the main shot. And then there were all these shots from the crowd where people got these great angles. And it was like, he threw that thing like, you know 25 feet and it was a fast toss like it was like half a second boom it was like luke using the force to pull in a lightsaber out of the ice in hoth it was freaking ridiculous and every time i watch it i i, I watch from all these angles i just got i was like hypnotized so i need moves like that maybe i could find a wife then in course in course yes so we've alluded to this a little bit some people have uh Bob, can you firstly spell out the name of our main course? J-E-W-F. 
J A double R E double T. Jeff Jarrett, boys. The weekend that this man had, Friday to Sunday, is something that I would argue is almost untouchable in today's mainstream wrestling society. If you didn't watch SmackDown, go to five minutes and change, or just start at five minutes on a clip where Jey Uso accidentally kicks Jeff Jarrett. This man sold the super kick like a boss. I, I would say, Bob, you, Bob, tell me if I'm crazy here. He might have had the best sell of a super kick since Shawn Michaels super kicked Shelton Benjamin in like 2003. Best since I, that. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better. But best since that. Bob, go ahead. But here's the thing. Jeff knows how to take a super kick, man. He, well, he fought Shawn Michaels back in the day. So he knows how to take one of those things. But absolutely, Jeff Jarrett killed it in that segment with uh, the Usos and the Street Profits. Not only that, let's talk about what he did on Sunday, Joey. What did he do go on Sunday? It. You go for it, man, because I was going to talk about Saturday. So can I talk about Saturday first? Oh, oh well, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Go ahead. Talk about Saturday. Okay, so Saturday, just to go in chronological order of this man's magical weekend. Absolutely. Uh, he, and this was mentioned earlier, and I got to say, his three counts, his even 10 counts, were, in my opinion, more consistent I could follow his hand through the motion than a lot of refs today. And it is only one match. So I'm going to say that it's one match versus a very large sample size of AEW and WWE refs. But man, I thought he did a good job in that. So Bob, I just want to add, yes. I, just want to add uh, I believe Jeff started as a referee back in the day uh, in his pop territory. I believe I'm not 100%. I wouldn't sure. be surprised. I mean, Shane did as well for Papa McMahon. So it wouldn't Correct. shock me. Full yeah. cycle. As far as Sunday goes. When it comes to Sunday, George, I know you weren't a big yep. fan of entrance. Dude, that was great. That was old school heat. He came out there. He was talking mad shit to that one guy, and that one guy was ready to hop over the barricade and pound his ass. Uh, dude, that was awesome. Granted, it went a little too long, but, dude, that's old school heat. That's what these guys used to do back in the 80s. Fucking talk shit. Bully Ray. Fuck, go back and watch his ECW promos. Oh, my God. He almost got into fights every night. Dude, that was awesome. Just seeing the crowd getting so hot for Jeff Jarrett. Brian, I think you said it. It's his hometown. It's hard to get heat in your Tennessee, own Tennessee, baby. But Jeff fucking did it. He went in there, and he got everybody wanting to kill this man, dude. It was awesome. That Joey, I don't know if you have anything else to add, but that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, I... I, like even little things, he goes up to the announcers, goes out of his way to do it. It probably added, sure, 30 seconds to his entrance, tosses Shivani's papers out of there. And then as he's walking away, Shivani says, did I mention he's an asshole? Just little things like that to make the match better. Give that extra intensity when Shivani's doing near falls, for instance, or just making fun of him. Oh, what he, about the, I thought, go ahead, Bob. Yoda. Uh, what the about Shabby what? Uh, Mike Kyoto, him, him and Mike Kyoto had a, a good shoving match with Kyoto, tossing a liquid, a beer or something in somebody's face. Yep. Um, just trying to leave the match twice. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but the three very different roles that he played over that weekend, it deserves acknowledgement. The guy I know is as carny as they come. He sold gold and basically a Ponzi scheme, for goodness sake, lest we forget. But the man knows the business. Of course I have bones to pick. Uh, so my bone to pick is always with uh, Mr. Jolette. Uh It will always be my bone to pick. Uh, so your, your wife, 
was on the fitness magazine, but you don't give her no, 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 no clout, no nothing. You don't support her. You don't appreciate her. What is, what is wrong with you, sir? Okay. No, no, Chad. I'm doing it for me. (laughs) No, no, but all right. You still owe my man JT some popcorn. You still owe me an apology for thumbs downing more women's wrestling. You didn't shout out your wife. Like, you say you're from from Joliet. Yeah, I, 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 that's my bone to pick. It's always going to be a bone to pick with you until we have our one-on-one, and we'll have it one day. Today is not that day, but we will have our one-on-one. And that's my bone to pick. Understood. Chad, you got any bones to pick, my friend? My friend? Uh, well, I was going to say the whole Edge character thing that I'm still kind of confused on that, but my bone to pick is with the group for not trying to come with me to the races this weekend, bro. You guys missed some crazy shit. I know it's not wrestling related, but it was a damn good time, even though I had to drive three and a half hours to Indianapolis. But um, well, yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. bone to pick. Well, you know, my apologies for missing out on the great racing weekend in Indy, but you know, I, I myself have some bones to pick as well too. Um, I got, I got a bone to pick with this group. I'm not going to lie. I got a bone to pick with five specific people in general. Uh, I caught episode four of do the move podcast. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but I, I wasn't on that one. (laughs) Mr. Chad. You called us out and said, where the fuck are you guys? I'm yeah. sorry. I was working good, sir. I was trying to make more money for my job. Applause. You know? I got to get those stacks like Rich. How else can I be rich like Rich without working? You know, I mean, that's that's my one gripe Look, to pick I, with you guys. I, I, I might mean, be rich like the money, but I trust me, my <laughs> ass don't have money. Um, I did not win the Powerball. <laughs> Uh, one of yeah. you won the power, or not the power, the Mega Millions. One of yeah. you won it. Whoever bought it in Des Plains, yeah, that's my bone to pick. It should have been me. Fuck that it, guy. It, it ain't me. I wish it was. How uh, dare you? But hey, I, I, million. Yeah, I wasn't on the podcast last week, but I was out promoting podcast in a sense. Hell yeah! Oh, see, oh. he's real, really working, Brian. <laughs> yeah. That's that was what all. we love to see. Yeah. But, you, oh, excuse bro. me. Excuse me. I've been telling my coworkers and everybody about do the move. All right. Hey, and one I of my coworkers you. doesn't even know about wrestling. He says, do the move just randomly. So yeah. I, I tell yeah. you this, Chad. If you if you're such a chatty Kathy about this, how about me and I'm you really uh, have a little promo battle? I don't do promo battles because I stutter. You don't a do lot. promo battles? And honestly, I already gave it away last episode. Is if I did get called into a promo battle, I would do the Scott Steiner math. I would just play that. I would literally just rehearse it from the script. Uh-huh. That's all I would do. So I would just troll the shit out of you guys. I'm yeah. telling you, I can get Elmo on a promo battle with you, bro. <laughs> tell I'm me you're scared. Don't promo worry. Battle. No. Don't tell me. Uh, yeah, I'm scared. scared. I, say. <laughs> I already look like an asshole 99% of the days I live. I'm not going to do it on a podcast. Even further <laughs> Buy merch. I've already do. Buy our merch. Yeah. But that's, our, that's, that's my bone to pick. More of you motherfuckers didn't buy our merch. 
All right. Well, to all our fans watching us live on Twitch, uh, obviously hit that follow button. You know, we love you. You know, we want you to come back. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification. You know, we want you guys to, uh, you know, know when we post new stuff because uh, we don't just do the podcast. We got shorts coming out. We got all the other projects in the works. Stay tuned and keep an eye on us. Follow us on all the socials. We'll put them in the YouTube description. Probably. I hope. Editor San, please. <laughs> I'll try um, to remember that. Hurt <laughs> uh, links. Yeah. So uh yeah, we'll get you we'll get we'll get all that stuff up. You know, follow us on Twitter, uh, do the move podcast. Um, you know, we'll get all that good stuff going. But uh yes, for everyone here at the podcast, thank you for joining us. Um and every and I think I speak for everybody when I say please go out and do the move. Do the move! Do the move! Do the move! Do the move.